0: Welcome to Graphic Policy Radio, the podcast that mixes comics and politics, and a podcast that is particularly excited about the upcoming Black Panther movie. Uh, We have a special guest who will be joining us in just a few minutes. Uh, His name is Bamba John Bama, and he's joining us today to talk about being an undocumented immigrant uh, and an actor. He is an actor and filmmaker who immigrated from the Ivory Coast uh, with his family that was fleeing political persecution in 1992. Bamba John made it through drama school and is now a series regular on NBC's The Good Place. And we'll soon be seeing him in Black Panther, the next Marvel movie, which I know is going to be a huge blockbuster. Um, because of the uh, age he was when he arrived in this country, uh, Bamba is qualified for a Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program that Obama started that would al- that allowed people who were brought to this country as children uh, to have a status that would prevent them from being immediately deported. Um, and uh, that was abbreviated and called DACA or DACA. Uh, but his immigration status is now in danger due to the Trump administration's announced repeal of the DACA program. And that's why Bamba John is coming out to announce his undocumented status. And he refuses to stay silent about the realities faced by undocumented immigrants. He's working with a nonprofit organization called Define American to share his story about America's outdated and dysfunctional immigration system. Um, So he'll be joining us in just a few minutes to talk about his own experiences and the importance of supporting DACA. Um, You know, personally, this has been a really important issue for me because I think a lot of folks know uh, we work direct, I've I, until very recently been working directly for community-based organizations in the immigrant community. So I know a lot of young people who uh, have DACA. And these are folks who've lived in America for pretty much their whole lives. Um, some of whom knew that they were undocumented, uh, meaning that they knew that they didn't have the proper paperwork in order. Um, and some of whom did not know that until they were, were applying for college and things like that, um, or for work or to applying for jobs, uh, but all of whom um, were able to get at least a temporary protected status of sorts uh, through, under the Obama administration um, that enabled them to do things like work above the table rather than under the table and go and get additional education, uh, although they were not allowed to get um, any kind of public education credits. They weren't allowed to get any kind of public education loans, meaning that all the young folks I know who have DACA were paying for college on on their own, with their own work. And it's incredibly hard, as you can imagine, to pay for college um, without grants and without funding. Um, So, yeah, immigrants are not, quote, taking our college money, quote. They're actually, like, not able to get it legally. Um, So, anyway, all these young folks working really hard, to take care of their families and to do what they needed to do to do, take care of their families. They, you know, came forward and they provided the federal government with documentation to show how long they'd been in the country, what they'd been doing here to demonstrate that they didn't have any criminal history. And in exchange for coming forward, uh, they were given temporary, uh, they were given a, a, a paperwork, um, a, a deferral that meant that they could stay in the country without facing deportation. And they could speak about who they were and they could be, uh, apply for jobs above the table and, and things like that. Um, and then Trump came into office uh, basically declaring that America was only for white people who were Christian and, and straight and had lived in this country since, you know, I don't know, the turn of the century. It's hard to exactly figure out when his notion of the cutoff for making someone American ethnically begins or ends. But um, when he announced that, it was clear that uh the DACA immigration status for folks was going to be on the table. Um, you know, in his campaign, he said that they were only going to go after the quote, bad hombres quote. I mean, it's like a slur to even say that. He claimed they were only going to go after immigrants who are bad people. But the reality we know is that who decides who's a good person and a bad person is a very objective and disturbing question. And we know because people who are in this country who haven't done any real crimes and haven't heard any, anyone have already been on threat under threat of deportation for years, even under Obama. We knew that there was a strong likelihood that there would be a uh, immigration status for DACA would be, would be ended. And in fact, um, they are going to be ending it at the end of the year, unless Congress votes to extend DACA Um You know, the thing is, like, if there's one group of immigrants that some Republicans have been willing to listen to, it's been DACA recipients. Um, And so there really is a chance that uh, the Republicans might relent and listen to what church leaders are saying and listen to what voters are saying and uh, allow the extension of DACA. But we don't know that for sure. And that certainly won't happen without there being a mass mobilization to force that legislation to happen. Um, This last week, we saw hundreds of people in Washington, D.C., get to protest. um, And there were, gosh, I should check on this. There were really dozens and dozens of folks who did civil disobedience um, in front of the White House, meaning that they went to protest and took arrests in order to make a statement about how dedicated they are to fighting for immigrant rights. Um, It was a huge action. We saw lots of press. You probably saw some really powerful photos of young people and allies. Um, You probably heard folks chanting things like undocumented and unafraid. And that was all in order to show the public groundswell of support for DACA and for immigrants. You know, it's interesting that the majority of the public actually has a positive view of immigrants. The way politicians talk about immigration as a, quote, debate, quote, you would get the feeling that there was something really controversial about supporting immigrants. And it actually isn't. That's not to say that everyone in this country agrees with me and thinks that um, all immigrant rights should be recognized, but immigrants are actually far more supported than, uh, than a lot of the media coverage is led to believe. So I'm, I think I'm being joined right now. Um, Bambachan, is that you?
1: No, I'm not Amber John. I was just listening to the program.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought they were calling in. Um, I thought you were calling in uh, for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but on your topic, I I
1: uh, contend that uh, people that's in this country that's, that doesn't have a visa and not documented to be so, they need to go. They have to go. If I was in Ivory Coast, a Cote d'Ivoire, is it is also called? I would have to have a visa to get into that country.
0: But America is a country that has always had large numbers of immigrants. American has laws. You know what? I don't have time for that. Um, I'm not trying to, like, it's our show. We can do what we want. And if people want to hear folks say negative things about immigrants, they can certainly do that on their own time and call Fox News or whatever. Anyway, um, moving along. uh, What was I saying? So – So the actor will be joining us in just a few minutes. Uh, We'll get to hear his story about why he came to America and why it's important for actors to speak up. Um, So give me a sec. Here we are. Apologize for the technical. There's usually more than one of us managing the phone lines here. So hello, who am I speaking with? Hello. Francis
1: and Bambajan.
0: Oh, Hello. hi. Hi, this is Ilana. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: thank we you. We were
1: waiting. We thought you guys were calling. I just checked an email and said we we're supposed to oh.
0: call in. No, sorry. I, I don't have the number, but thank you for joining us. Um, so let me uh, get you guys started. Um, I wanted to first hear from you, Bambajan, about what inspired you to into acting. I think that that is a lot of storytelling is a big theme amongst folks who are trying to change the public debate among, on immigration. So, yeah, I'd love to hear from you about why you got it. Right. Them. You said yeah. what
1: inspired me to start acting?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wow. I don't get that question a lot. Most people are like, what inspired me to announce my status? But good. <laughs> so, um, let me see. Acting um was kind of something I stumbled into in middle school. It, uh, I think it was, uh, what was the name of that play? Huckleberry Finn. And uh, I was playing like an old man, kind of retelling the story, and then You know, uh, on one side of the the stage, I was there with someone else kind of like recounting the story. And then on the other side, they were actually playing out what um, Huckleberry Finn was doing or what have you. So um, when I did that, I remember every line that I gave, the audience was just dying. This is middle (laughs) school. So I'm thinking maybe it's my accent and people are like, you know, laughing at my accent. But um, after that play, the relationship that I had with the kids, with the faculty, everything changed. Like um, it wasn't just oh, it's this this African kid, this weird kid that doesn't speak English. I I really started making friends. It, it was kind of like an open door for me to to um, to relate with people, you know. So I, I guess that's where the bug happened.
0: Oh wow, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, and what was yeah. it about? Act, yeah, what is it about um, acting uh, while well, you know being an immigrant in America? Like, do you think that there's something particular about being an actor? I, I mean, you know, it, prior to your coming out as undocumented, you know, you were still someone who would yeah. you know talk about being an immigrant from Ivory Coast. Um, do you feel like there's something particular about right. being an African, who, an immigrant who is an who is an, the, an actor who's an immigrant from Africa working in America?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, after nine eleven, there was definitely a lot more roles for, for like rebel leaders, you know? Oh, man. So, um, yeah, so I played a number of rebel leaders from Sudanese to Somalian, um, and let me see. As far as being an immigrant working in Hollywood, um, I guess there's always like this challenge of Hollywood trying to be as authentic as possible. And then um, if you're an immigrant and you're actually from the region, um, you can bring the authentic accent, or you can bring uh, you can bring some, I guess, some knowledge. To the conversation that they may not be privy to,
0: um,
1: mm. like for example, I I had an audition once where uh, I was supposed to be uh, a Maasai warrior from uh, from Kenya, and Marshall, the Maasai warrior, is supposed to walk by and steal like a candy bar from like a uh, crocodile Dundee Australian kind of guy and run away, and. You know, I kind of got in the audition room and I was like, "Hey guys, I mean, Maasai warriors are very proud people, and you know, dignified they, they're not going to steal anything and just run away on their own land. like that's <laughs> never going to happen. So it's kind of like a question of uh inclusion, so mm-hmm. I guess when you're, when you're an immigrant, you could, you could shed a lot of light on, um, on issues because at least you're involved in the process.
0: No. Wow, that's an amazing story. I'm, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting when I was uh, when I found out you were when I when I first heard that you were coming out as undocumented, and I did a little bit of looking into mm-hmm. your, your work. Um, a lot of my friends are huge fans mm-hmm. of the show The Good Place, and I saw that the character yeah. that you play on The Good Place has your first name. I always think it's interesting when actors are playing characters with their own names, and whether particularly you know, when it's a name that's not like John or Mary, if there's sometimes confusion about, is this you? Who are you? Is your character you? Like, how did that kind of role come (laughs) together for you?
1: Right. Um, Well, with The Good Place, honestly, when, when, when I was auditioning for it, they were very interested in my story. So I told them everything, you know, coming from Africa or from Cote d'Ivoire and not speaking a word of, uh, of English and only speaking French and how um, the teacher put me in like a Spanish ESL class and oh, the only gosh. other African, right. The only African, other African in the school was from Guinea. And I guess maybe he had beef with Ivorians. So he would trick me the whole day. You know, I would ask him like, Hey, how, how do I tell the teacher I need a pencil? He goes, kiss my ass. So then I take your class, and then uh, everyone's dying, and I'm in trouble. Then, I mean, the whole day, that that entire thing happened. So I say all this to say that they kind of fell in love with my story, and and I guess with me. So they're like, man, we love you so much. Can you just use your name as your character? And I was like, you know what? I don't mind, because my name has always been like, this thing growing up, like imagine your name's Bamba John Bamba. People are like Papa John, Kroma John, Slamba John, uh, John. I mean, it's endless. Bamba. So now I could finally like put my name like in front of the whole nation in the show. I'm like, yeah, and people will pronounce my name right. Thank you. Yeah. Let's use <laughs> my name. But for me, it's. It's kind of like me. Usually when I'm acting, most of the time, especially for like comedy stuff, I kind of bring myself to the role, right? So kind of Mm -hmm. like who I am under those kind of circumstances. And they were really open on uh, the set of The Good Place to just have us do what we do. They didn't ask anyone to do an accent or to be something they're not, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just myself to it.
0: It's a very diverse cast.
1: Yeah, I know. know. It's amazing how diverse the cast is. I mean, it's heaven or or hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: it's just someplace dot dot dot. (laughs) Yeah, and that right, you know, yeah. Now, with *Black Panther* coming out, obviously the vast majority of the story is under wraps, closely guarded Hollywood secret. But there, there is one thing that we all know. And that is that Black Panther is a story that takes place in Africa in a fictional country called Wakanda, that, at least right. in the Marvel comics, is portrayed as being the most technologically advanced society in the world. Um, right. And now, your right. character—you're playing a soldier. Are you are you playing a Wakandan character or from a different country?
1: Um, well, yeah, I'm I'm definitely from that universe. Can I gotcha. say that? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah i'm 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 in the universe, and uh I guess what I can say is we're i mean I was excited about the movie uh-huh. right uh because first of all like Hollywood makes you dream of what is possible right I wanted to come to America as a kid because of all the movies that I saw right made me believe that I can achieve anything. I could even be an actor, and here I am actually living my dream. So Uh in the movie, you kind of see, like you said, the most technologically advanced society in the world resides in Africa, and they have, you know, the most valuable natural resources, and they're, they're leading their country, and it's amazing, it's sexy, it's smart. It's like makes me dream of what the possibilities of Africa could be. So, I guess that that's that that's what that that means for me on some level, you know. Mm.
0: I hear that from so many people. Yeah. Um. I mean, I you know when I found out that it, you, that was an actor from Black Panther who was going to be coming out as un- undocumented, I was just particularly interested mm-hmm. because I think like Black Panther is a story that is incredibly meaningful to. African-American mm-hmm. comics fans, but I, mm-hmm. I'm i sure it mm-hmm. must, like, it's different when you're, you know, from Africa because it's a story written by Americans, right, Um, about an African country that doesn't, right. like, exist, and I always sort of wonder, like, well, how does that connect to, to someone who's actually from Africa, even though you've been here for, like, a bajillion years, you know, you still have a different relationship.
1: right, right, right. I mean, look, we literally digest Hollywood movies like nobody's business. So to 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 see, you know, a black superhero that's The richest out of Austin is, is amazing. <laughs> it gives us like an opportunity to dream and believe that that uh, that is possible. I mean, you know, Africa has the world's largest resources, you know, on this one continent. So um it's very possible if if uh, Africans get their, get their crap together and, and you know, unite and try try to fight for it. So that's the inspiration that it gives me and I'm sure every other, you know, black person that watches the film.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about your decision to come out as undocumented. Uh, before you came on, I explained mm-hmm. what DACA is. Um, I mean, I gave a little bit of background right. about it. Right. I worked for an immigrant rights organization good. called Make the Road New York until like a couple months ago. So I'm like, I got my like policies oh, pretty it good. Oh, what's called? Uh, make the Road New York. We're the largest immigrant make community organization. Make the New York. Make the road. Ah, oh, only wow. we could make the road New York. No, Make the Road. It's a Mexican expression that's uh, we make the road by walking it. Um and and the, one you of the it. founders was working in the Mexican American community. So that poem became the name. Um. So I was talking about a lot of the dreamers who I know and how DACA impacted them. Um, And none of the dreamers I know until I met you are Hollywood stars. Um, So I would love to hear from you about what inspired you to come out as Undocumented right now.
1: Well, um, really what inspired me is two things, right? Um, And I guess the word inspiration is like such a, like, it just feels like a positive word to me, right? Like, you, you, you get inspired to create this amazing art because you see another piece of art. But for me, it was more like there there was really a lot of fear because mm-hmm. when the administration decided that, hey, they're going to cancel DACA, I looked at my daughter who, who just turned one and my wife, and I'm like, man, if... I sit back like I've been and, and hide and stay in fear. Then this thing could really be canceled and my life, my career could be in jeopardy. I could be separated from my daughter. And just the thought of that made me just kind of like get off my behind and and uh, in light of the fear, still step forward and uh, try to do my part to, to make a difference, especially... When, I mean, over the years, I'm seeing, like, all these brave, undocumented youths just, you know, protesting at the White House, you know, getting themselves arrested, speaking out like Jose Antonio Vargas, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, I have to do something. I've just been pressing snooze for a long time. And then uh, that decision to cancel DACA forced me to, to do
0: something. Do you think that there's something particular about being an actor um, who's speaking out about DACA that uh, impacts how people view the legislation or or DREAMers themselves? Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, on one end, I mean, you know, being an actor in Hollywood and prominent film and TV shows um, gives you some kind of a platform I mean, I'm definitely, like, still taking in how fast this story's moving around and how people are interested. Uh, I, I, I'm really amazed by it, and definitely I, I credit, you know, Define American for the work they've been doing and the relationship they've built to help kind of, like, amplify this message. Um, but I, I guess I'm the first one that came out in the entertainment industry as Undocumented. And since I have, I've been receiving messages from, you know, other actors who are SAG, who are in the industry, and they're like, man, so as a fellow undocumented actor or filmmaker, you inspire me. Thank you for speaking out on our behalf. And, um, you know, the entertainment industry has kind of been quiet, even mm-hmm. though um, there's, there's so many um, immigrants who are working in the industry, like, you you hear from the tech industry from education from um uh all industries literally except the entertainment industry like they they're stepping up for um the immigrants that work for them like microsoft you apple mm-hmm. facebook um they they're holding panels they're uh they're paying for legal fees they're lobbying congress they're writing letters and i'm just hoping that i mean i could encourage hollywood to do the same thing to use mm-hmm. the power that they have to 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 lobby congress to to make make change for um so many immigrants that actually work in the industry
0: I mean, one of the big things is that Hollywood is the number one generator of stories in the world when it comes to the scale at which they're shared, right? And, you know, I think like you were talking about um, that, you know, that you were sharing your own story. I think it was in the video that you made with Define American. You were saying that you were sharing Mm -hmm. your own story so that everyone who in America could feel like they know someone who is undocumented. I mean... I would yes. say a huge percentage of Americans probably do know someone who's undocumented, but um, but they might not know. Not everybody, right. you know, is public about their status. Uh, but that because you're, you know, you're a storyteller, so like your story about being undocumented could mean something to people who might not know someone already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when you play a character that they love, right, inside mm-hmm. their their television, inside their apartment or house. And, um, you know, they, they grow to love you. And then when they find out your, your real story, they're like, wow. I mean, I, I think what it does is it shatters a lot of stereotypes because, you know, we're, we're, we're not just, you know, from Mexico or Latino are from, mm-hmm. um, everywhere in the world. We're, we're, we're from Africa, from the Middle East, uh, from Asia, uh, even from, from Europe and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we've achieved a lot of amazing things. And all we're asking is uh, just give us an opportunity to continue doing so, to continue um, giving back. You know, uh, the, the, the government kind of said, hey, give us um, all your information. Uh, give us your fingerprint. We'll, we'll do background checks and make sure you're legit. Pay us this much. Uh, Five hundred bucks every every two years to get it renewed, and mm-hmm. we've done that, and we've gone above and beyond as far as achievement is concerned. As far as employment, people bought cars, people bought homes, people have jobs, and are kind of like bread breadwinners for their family. And now, you know, the administration wants to cancel that. They want to destroy lives. Like I, I keep telling everyone, it's it's, it's a human rights issue. Um,
0: mm-hmm. You know,
1: the the president and the country made a promise to us, and we're we're just fighting the hope, in the hopes that they will honor that. You know. Yeah,
0: I you know I I heard a news rep- a, a news report when the person and the, uh, the newscaster said something about well we're you know we're talking with the, the beneficiaries of DACA, but I just want to like reach into the computer mm-hmm. screen and be like we are actually all the beneficiaries of DACA, like. I, you know, I was born in exactly. America, but I'm a beneficiary of DACA because I get to have coworkers who were, you know, DACA recipients, and I got to watch right. movies, TV and movies that oh, have people with amazing. DACA in it. Right? Like we've all yeah, benefited.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. We've all that's benefited from the point. program. Absolutely. That's true. I mean, my if you talk to my neighbor, she's she's this um, older lady. I, I love her to death. Um, and she loves my daughter to death. Oh, my God. just, just And whenever my daughter sees, sees her, she's smiling, and that just makes her day. <laughs> so she's older, and she's kind of alone all the time. And I kind of built, like, this little garden in front of our, our house or our apartment so that she can have something to do. So we have this common thing. We talk about the flowers i'm like hey you got to water she's like what do you think i am you know you (laughs) think you know i'm just here to water the flowers so we kind of go back and forth and it's fun but that's true i guess she is a beneficiary because due to daca i'm able to to kind of um be here and have have time to you know relate with her
0: do you like how much I mean, I don't really want to say, like, a percentage, but, like, do you think that there's a significant population of actors who are undocumented in America?
1: Um, I know that the entertainment industry is the number one employer of, of, of immigrants in California. I think the number is, like, 150,000 people, and that's, hmm. just one, that's one industry. So um, I would say yes. I would say there's definitely a large number. I would say, you know, at different levels, you know, people in front of the scenes, behind the scenes, um, you know. But, again, a lot of people don't want to really talk about that Mm -hmm. or risk their career or risk risk kind of like their livelihood. Um, But I just felt like um, I had to because I didn't – I, I don't have a choice, I have a daughter, and um, there's, there's even today, like every day, there's 122 young people who are on DACA that are losing their status, so they're vulnerable to, to being deported and separated from their families, and since September, since the announcement to cancel DACA, there's been like uh, 11,000, over 11,000 young people who lost their status, and who be who who who've been rendered illegal? You know. I mean, it's thought, yeah. it's, it's heartbreaking when you hear the stories.
0: I mean, the thought to me of like being kicked out of the country where you've lived for so long—it's like a horror story. It's like some it's like some Kafka it, story, you know? Yeah, it's. I mean, I I can't even
1: imagine like, you know, you. You're here. You speak English. You know. You you know how the system works. You build a life, family here, and now to just be said, hey, you have to go back. It's, it's just. It's it's cruel. It's un-American. I mean, I love America to death, but um, that 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 doesn't. Um, doesn't reflect the America that I love. And I know that a lot of us love, you know, but
0: what do you think that the entertainment industry could do to better support immigrants, both undocumented immigrants and just immigrants in general?
1: Well, first off, you know, we, we've talked about lobbying and all, all the things that they could do regarding that, you know, they, mm-hmm. they played a big part in getting Obama elected. Right. Yeah. Um, at the same time, at the same time, I mean, the power of storytelling, the power of telling uh, more more nuanced stories about undocumented people, um, I think could go a long way. Because, I mean, immigration is so controversial. People are so passionate, but at the same time, um, so ignorant about how the process works and how complicated it is. So I feel like Hollywood could play a big part in at least demystifying that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we can hold panels. We can have conversations. We can, um, you know, do PSAs b- before Black Panther comes out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I
0: want to see that. Um, I want to see there's, that. There's
1: a lot that, that that we can do. And, you know, I, I really hope that this message gets so big that uh, – you know, the studios and the big production companies are just like, wow, we, we, we just can't stay quiet anymore. We we have to do something.
0: And now you've launched a petition with Define America. um, That is something that anyone can sign. Want to talk about a a little bit about that?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for reminding me. I'm always like, uh, I, I talk about the story so much, I forget. It's, um, so you can go to defineamericans.com forward slash Bumba, and that's B-A-M as Mary, B-A. Um, so when you go to that website, you'll, you'll, you'll see like a petition um, that anyone can sign that you can share with your family. You can sign. We have you know, around almost 2,000 signatures. And basically, when you add your name, it, it, it's, it's literally to encourage the entertainment industry to take um, more of a stand for, mm-hmm. um, for immigrants to put more, more skin in the game, to get more vocal and uh, take more concrete actions to help uh, undocumented immigrants and also um, immigrants. And mm-hmm. along with that, you could also do a hashtag stand with Bamba. So a lot of my friends and colleagues are just uh, writing hashtag stand with Bamba on a piece of paper and then kind of like posting it on social social networks so that um, we could spread the message.
0: Yeah, I've seen a number of actors do that on my feed. It's just really cool, really cool. I mean, you know, one of the reasons why we do yeah. this show is that we want to, you know, make sure that everybody who's really engaged in popular culture as fans, as writers, in in any of these ways, see how Mm -hmm. uh, the power we have when we talk about the things we love um, can connect to political organizing and community organizing. Um, And I I really think that Black Panther and also, you know, like the the Good Place, just because like you're you're such a a, a big part of that show, like are, are good opportunities for us to think about um, as fans, what we can do to support to support immigrants?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I mean, I'm I'm really grateful that uh, that, was in, that I'm on the show right now, and um, thank you for for taking the time to speak with me and for sharing this message with uh, with your audience. I mean, uh, anyone can connect with me. I'm at RealBambaJohn on Twitter and uh Bumba the Great on Instagram. And <laughs> that's, that's actually handle. what my name means.
0: Bumba the Great. Oh.
1: It's not like Yeah, it, um so so Bumba is uh the name of my tribe in Africa and um it it basically means um resilient people. Resilient and uh Jum Jum means like Great stature or tall, so I was like, okay, great. Bamba the great. Makes sense to me. Wow, that's so super that's how cool. That
0: that's I love good. it. Thank you. And Thank so, you. Um, you know, we're obviously all going to be seeing you in the theaters uh, on February sixteenth when we go to see Black Panther. Um, and obviously yeah. on this I can't wait. And uh, do you have any other projects that you've made that are coming up, or work of your own as a director or a creator that folks can check out?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's this project we're really excited about called uh, Con Sequences. So, um, cons with uh, the S as a dollar sign. So, it's basically about um, reformed con artists who kind of changed their ways and became more like Robin Hood going after bad guys. So, um, it's like an Ocean Eleven, but mm-hmm. with a Robin Hood twist it. So you can find it on YouTube And I've directed a couple of episodes It's something that i produced with um, some of my colleagues here Tony Tambi is uh, the creator But uh, we have, I think, five episodes up right now So you could check it out on, um, on uh, If you go to YouTube and just search consequences With the S as a dollar sign You can see it and cool. um the other project the other project I'm working on um is this script called Papa and it's it's basically about uh, a young immigrant that moves to the South Bronx and turns gangster and his uh traditional african father that's trying to save him from that lifestyle oh
0: so wow
1: Semi-based, semi-autobiographical, kind of like based on my own kind of story and struggle in the South Bronx. It deals with immigration and just just brings, I guess, American audiences into um, a world that they're not too familiar with. So... Hopefully, with all the work that I'm doing, I can uh, get that project off the ground and, and you know, show audiences to, like we said, change the culture.
0: That sounds so powerful. I, I have a, I have a very strong memories of you know watching the films of like Barry Levinson with my, my grandparents who came to the U.S. after the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. They were survivors, mm-hmm. and just how moved they were to see. You know other you know people who spoke Yiddish in movies, like sharing their stories and their families in like a feature film, and they just were like they just you know and they also Correct. loved Hinger on the roof, of course, and just that experience was so powerful right. for them as like, even though I was a little kid, and I still could just tell like that that was a huge deal for them
1: right right, 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 absolutely i mean i I know how impactful the Godfather was for mm. Italian families, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, that's why, that's what I love about America. Like we're, we're from every corner of this world and this is an immigrant nation. And, you know, when you come to America, you embrace America, but at the same time, um, you still honor your, uh, your traditions. So, um, that's, that's, that's what I hope America will continue to be.
0: So that's, that's how you define America
1: um
0: yeah i was thinking about the organization name definitions
1: to define right to define america i mean last time i was with uh with with the cbc i was like look i'm american i know cardi b and he was like (laughs) going crazy on (laughs) going crazy over that um but yeah i mean to me it's a melting pot and you know the different cultures the different um traditions make America stronger and especially if you're here and you're giving back and you're sharing your gifts and your talent definitely that that's my definition of america what what can you bring to to um to improve to 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 accelerate to make better to you know to continue mm-hmm. this, this great legacy.
0: You know, wow. I'm just going to throw this out here as a s- suggestion for folks, but uh, I know that when Black Panther is in the theaters in February, a lot of folks will be doing selfies with the big posters and, like, the stanchions of, like, the, you know, mm. the cardboard cutouts of the characters. I would love to see some folks doing the Stand with Bamba hashtag signs along with the Black Panther hashtags when they're posting them um, about yes. going to see the movie. Mm. Thank
1: you for that.
0: Yeah, I
1: love that. Stand with Bamba. Hashtag Black Panther. Yes. Let's get the message out. And, uh, you know, our our prayer, we're all fighting that by the end of this year, we will have like a permanent fix for DACA. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I feel like that that's like the first down payment for uh, undocumented immigrants. You
0: know, so, that's a very I'm, I'm good point. I'm hoping there
1: will be more coming.
0: There's mm-hmm. a very good point about the timing, mm-hmm. right? Is that we're trying to make sure this happens before the end of the year. And there's certainly like a good chance that this will get worked out. And even if it does, the issues of immigrant rights are still not a subtle deal. Like no matter what happens that's, that's in true. February, mm-hmm. we still are going to have to be fighting for immigrant rights. There's still going to be, you know, that's for the parents true. of dreamers and for folks who are left mm-hmm. behind from that law, we're still going to have to fight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank Absolutely. you so much for your time. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate this. I know you're, like, on a ton of TV networks and in the L.A. Times and being interviewed everywhere, so I appreciate you coming and joining me. Um, And reminding folks, again, (laughs) you can sign the petition at defineamerican.com slash B-A-M-B-A for Bamba.
1: Correct. You said that so much better than I did. B-A-M-B-A. There you go. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you.
0: Have a great night. Me too.: So thank you. I was so happy to have him on the show. Um, I appreciate folks' uh, forbearance with the uh, caller who came in earlier. We don't actually take callers on this show. That's just not our format. Um, but uh, if folks have questions or thoughts, uh, you should definitely tweet at us. We are at graphic policy on Twitter. Our website is graphicpolicy.com. We post new articles, new content there every day, many times a day. Um, You can also reach me on Twitter all the darn time. um, And I tweet at E-L-A-N-A underscore Brooklyn. Um, So, so yeah, uh, you know, I hope this story connects for folks. I, you know, I know our listenership is predominantly not people who are sitting there, like, thinking, oh, gosh, I hate immigrants, I'm a huge bigot, blah, blah. That's not really our organization base, right? But that doesn't mean that we're all doing everything we can right now to help protect the immigrants in our community. And no matter where you live, there is going to be, well, I shouldn't say no matter where, chances are, if if you're listening to this, statistically speaking, where you live, there's going to be some organization that'll be a community organization that supports immigrants that could use your help now. Um, Whether it's doing... Uh, small volunteer tasks or whether it's joining them to call your lawmakers and like believe me people call your lawmakers do this show that this is priority like even if your lawmakers are Democrats they might not have protecting DACA be a top priority for them and there are even some Democrats who are stinky on this issue frankly um, you know call your call your lawmakers let them know that you support immigrants and to look at the organizations in your community to see who could use your help. Uh, There's always going to be rallies and actions around the country. They're not just in Washington. You don't just have to go to D.C. There are going to be lots of opportunities for you to stand up for immigrants in your community everywhere you go. Um, and just letting people know that you, they can count on you and that you support them really matters a great deal. Uh, so thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. And we'll be back next week. And uh, between now and then, you know, you've got your assignment. Go to Define American slash Bamba. Sign that petition. Do a social media post with hashtag StandWithBamba with your photograph. You can share your own story about what immigration means to you or how excited you are for the Black Panther movie. These are both completely legitimate things to share about on the hashtag. Uh, And I will see you all next week. Thanks. Oh, and this episode also will be on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, as per usual, in case you tuned in late. So you'll be able to listen to us there, and please share that link and get the message out. Thanks again. This has been Ilana and Graphic Policy Radio.